Hello and welcome to Sue and Greg's Conversations on Karate. Hi, Greg. Hello. How are you doing? You're croaking that. I did croak a bit. I think it was just me. I'm fine. I'm not ill this week, which is good. I'm pleased you're not yeah. ill. You're injured, though. I'm injured. Let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. The elephant in the room being my bad knee. Sue's hurt her knee. I did. I what had happened, a... Sue? Tell us all. I w- we were doing bunkai. We were. In class. Really gentle bunkai. Go down to the ground if you want to. And um, I took my very helpful and compliant partner down to the ground. We were just working through moves. And um, unfortunately, something happened. He came down into my leg and knocked my knee sideways. Yes. And he's a big guy too. He is a big guy. So uh, Much bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a great guy. It wasn't his fault. And um, so, yeah, I ended up uh, in A&E. You did. Last week. Asleep on the floor in A&E. <laughs> yeah, that's the second time that's happened yeah, in karate. That's fine. not okay. But at least this time I did it. You didn't get knocked out. I didn't you, get knocked you passed out. out. You didn't get knocked out. Yeah. So that's, that's a result. Mm. Yeah. But you're on the mend. Well, I can walk. With crutches. With crutches. Yeah, it took you about 10 minutes to get up the stairs into the studio. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's but not great. It's, all it's good. quite painful. It's not all good. It's fine. You'll be all right. Don't worry. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. I can be a touch dramatic. And um, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that. Thanks for the silence there. I like how we all said, though, at the time, that it's instant karma. Because Sue Sue gave me a a scratched eye. Yeah, literally scratched your eyeball. Yeah, before we realised how bad Sue actually, in a bad way Sue was, we were sort of laughing about it. I think Brad said, oh, there's karma for your eye. And I was like, ha, 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 yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then we realised Sue couldn't walk very well. Yeah. So we felt a bit bad after that, but still. So, yeah, I'm at the moment just literally at the beginning of just recovering from mm-hmm. that. I'm at the ice packs and feet up on the sofa and can't drive stage. Yeah. Which is the, you know, the tedious and a bit worrying and a bit scary kind of stage of the whole thing. Not nice. No, um, it's not nice. And when that calms down, then it's the next stage of... Go and get some physio and see what happens. Mm-hmm. See what happens next. It's not the first time you've been injured, though, Sue. And you came through that one, which that's, I think is probably worse, wasn't it? Broke my foot. Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, a break's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Knees are tricky. Yeah, they can be, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So so there you go. That's what's going on with me. So I'm now trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I've got to go physio. And I've got supposed to have a grading coming up. Yeah, but that's... That's irrelevant. And a seminar, an Ian Abernethy seminar. Yes. In four weeks' time. Yeah. Because so I'm point. kind of tossing up what to know. do about that. I think that. I'm working that day as well. Mm. So I don't know if I can go, which is annoying because mm. it's so close. Mm. It's about, what, 45 minutes away from where we are? Yeah, if that. Which is rare. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And the we'll subject s- is right up your street it as is. well. It is, yeah. So we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Well,. I was really looking forward to that, even if I did have to go on my own, just without knowing anyone there. Yeah. So um, I was really looking forward to that. But I think, you know, I might still go, but I'm not quite sure what you my knee's going to be watch. up to. You could watch. I mean, you you won't get as much from watching as you would from joining in, but at least you can, mm. you'll get something from it. Well, I was going to get in touch with them yeah. and say, look, you know, because I mean, to be honest with you, four weeks after this injury, I don't think it would be wise for me to be trying to take on full on bunkai. Or full on any training. any kind of you know because it's all going to be twisting it's yeah. all going to be pressure on either side of your knee isn't it yeah 
when so, you've got a bad knee, martial arts isn't the best thing to do straight away. No. So no. I think what I'll do, I'll be getting in touch with them and saying, I really want to come, but would you be happy for me to watch? I'm sure they would be. And learn it that way. And see what they say. See what they say. I'd like to go still. Yeah. I'm, I'll try and go. if I'm, you know, I, I can't. I'm off the Monday and the Tuesday. I don't know if I'm working the Sunday. I'll find out. But anyway, so that's that. Just going to get back into it, really. So I was going to ask you, this wasn't, I had a whole list of things that I was going to ask, mm. but I was particularly, now that I'm injured, going to say, what what can you do if you can't actually train and you want to, you know, can't physically train because, you know, your leg's knackered? What do you, what would you do? Mentally watch train. Stuff, yeah, read watch stuff. stuff, read stuff. I do that all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. It's surprising how much you learn from watching videos mm-hmm. and, and reading good videos, mind, not just anything decent stuff. Yeah, well, that was also um, in my mind. What would you recommend? Channels that you know of that you'd say good stuff to read. Obviously, you like Ian Abernethy. Oh, yeah, Ian's brilliant. Andy Kidd's really good. I'm trying to think now. Like John Burke's very good. A guy, he's in, um, where is it? Newton Abbott. Very good. Um, it's worth training. I think they call him the Bunkai guy. He's very good. Patrick McCarthy, another good one. Not strictly karate then. You've got like um, Lee Thompson's very good for self-defence. Urban combatives, very good. Mm. And Fight Perfect, our favourite channel at the moment. Watch them. <laughs> Brilliant. Favourite channel at the moment. Love the love those two guys. <laughs> Yeah, they, well, they're certainly improving my vocabulary, I have to say. Yeah, nah, yeah. it's not true. I knew all those <laughs> words anyway. But no, they're excellent. They're brilliant, yeah. They're brilliant. I like that. There's absolutely no bull on that. Yeah, they just no, there cut isn't. They say it. how it is. If it yeah. doesn't work, it doesn't work. They'll tell you it doesn't work. Mm. I think the next thing is they, they want they want to fight Master Wong, which I'd pay to watch that. YouTube pay-per-view, Brad, <laughs> Brad versus Master Wong. Yeah. 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 I mean, Master Wong's got some good stuff if you want to watch Master Wong's channel. Just yeah with everything take it with a pinch of salt mm. their feeling is that master wong's saying all of this will work in the street and they're looking at it saying it simply won't it doesn't work like that things in the street are faster messier and you're going to get hurt if you don't just simply just block it get out of the way hit them and mm. stop yeah they're essentially <laughs> saying what guys like jeff thompson and and peter constantine were saying in the early 90s which was why don't don't waste time with all this fancy rubbish hit them and hit them hard and then Mm. run away yeah you're being threatened yeah get out but yeah no fight perfect youtube watch them they're good very very good yeah thoroughly enjoyable as well yes i was watching one before i came here the latest one i was it was a street fight commentary Uh which was yeah it was good fun (laughs) okay so that's what i can do then yes yeah, yes. pretty much. Just watch watch stuff and, and learn through that way. Watch, learn and read. Yeah. Okay. If you can't train your body, train your mind. I'll do that. Yeah, get that on a t-shirt. That's a good phrase, wasn't it? That was excellent. Yeah. If you can't train your body, train your mind. There we go. Mm-hmm. Deep. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as good as um, Leave No Space for Death, but it's up there. Still don't know where that came from. I think it's your creation. I think you should put that on a t-shirt as well. Yeah. And get Brad to put like a death's head or something on it and make it look really, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. (laughs) Definitely do that. Yeah, so the Fight Perfect guys, absolutely brilliant. Yes, watch them. Love that. Love the the way they do their self-defence. It's absolutely superb. Yes. Funny, but true. Yeah, funny but true, funny very but practical. Real. Yes. Very, very practical. And that, I have to say, I always enjoy that way that we, we learn that kind of fighting. You know, there's karate, 
and then there's self-defense practical fast protect yourself get out yeah i like that doesn't mean they have to be separate but you just you need to realize that that not all of karate is going to be directly applicable to self-defense because i mean realistically you can learn self-defense in 20 minutes Mm. i mean that's a bit extreme but you know what i mean it doesn't take it doesn't take a lifetime to learn self-defense no so no no it doesn't do you can learn all sorts of things quite quickly. One of them, you know, put your hands up, show yeah. your palms, keep them yeah. out, create some space. Yeah. Keep your hands ready to protect yourself. Yes. Yeah. And then hit really, really hard. Or kick. Mm. Forget the kicks for self-defense. Mm-hmm. Hit them in the face. Chin, hard, run. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. This is a good tactic, I think. Jeff Thompson, I think one of his... I, don't, I won't say this on the video. I won't, I won't uh, say exactly what he said. But he said the the best self defense you can do is learn to hit really something hard. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. Gosh, golly, what a shot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Very, very good. Okay, that's great. Well, that's what I'll be doing then for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'm um, going to Ian Abernathy seminar then. That's agreed. I'll do be it. doing that. So, talking of seminars, I'm yeah. going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Is there a time when you would say you wouldn't? Like you're too much of a beginner? Or? No, never. Really? No, never. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're a white belt, don't go to like a master class of something like this. You know, for for brown belts and above, a they won't let you on the course anyway. But it'd be a bit stupid to do that. But no, learn from anyone and everyone at any stage. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your training. It's you're not training for anyone else other than yourself. So. You, you do what you want at the end of the day. If, you, if, you, if you're at a place where your your head instructor is telling you not to do something like that, you need to question why, mm. I would say. Yeah. I it, it did occur to me that you might go to something and, um, I don't know, Jeff Thompson or Ian Abernathy or whatever, learn something and then bring it back to class. Yeah. And uh, and what what happens if you you know you bring it back and says, well, this is what I've been taught, and your instructor says, well, that's not okay. You know, that's wrong. It doesn't apply... He's got it wrong. Um, I mean, again, if if they want to think like that, then that's fine. But it's your training. If you mm. like it, then mm. if it works if for it you, works for you. I mean, there's there needs to be, with everything there needs to be an element of testing. So, if if you were to bring something back and someone says to you that doesn't work, will prove to me it doesn't work. Then mm. let's try it and see. Yeah, we won't go we won't go mad and full contact. But you know, everything needs to be tested to some degree. I think you, that's the thing, you, isn't you it? You get need... that in in martial arts, though. You don't get it in other in other fighting systems like you, you know you don't go to a kickboxing gym and then go to another kickboxing gym and they say that doesn't work because mm. it's it's all the same you only get it with traditional martial arts because things aren't tested mm. that's what i normally see is everything's theory based as soon as you start testing it then you know if it works or not and then if it doesn't work then you don't practice it as simple as that one, one thing you'll find if you do start going to seminars and you start learning techniques that maybe you don't practice in the club mm. you'll want to practice them so you'll probably find that you might end up training with a certain group of people from your club outside of the club that you can practice those things with. Mm. Um, that's what that's what we used to do all the time. Me and a me and a friend when we we got into really into kind of like bunkai and and different you know like groundwork and things like that. And it, it wasn't that we didn't do it in the club, but we didn't have enough time to do as much of it as we wanted to in the club. Yeah. So we would go away and we would train a couple times, a couple evenings a week, and do extra training. Which there's nothing wrong with doing that. I don't see, there's no reason why your instructor would stop you from doing that. If they do, then again, you want to question why they're stopping you from doing that. Mm. 
If they're a good instructor, they'll be happy with anything you bring back. That's what one thing great about Jeff all the time was anything we would go off and learn, he would always ask us to show and, and he would practice it. If he liked it. But he would never stop you from practicing it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would say anytime you can get to a seminar, go. And take what you can from it. Even yeah. just one technique is still worth it, I think. I think it's incredibly useful also just to to meet loads of other people. I was gonna see say, what yeah. the standard yeah. is as well of other people. I think it's it's really good to see really excellent people. People who are not quite so excellent, all the the mix, you know, you can be in one club for a long time and think that that's it, that's how it's run. Um, you know, and just referencing what we've talked about before about different ways of, of learning karate. I think it's great to talk to other people and figure out just what a variety there is. Yeah. Open yeah, your mind definitely. a little bit to other possibilities. Yeah. Rather than get too set in just the one way. Yeah. Which there clearly isn't. No, of course there isn't. There's, there's, there's loads of ways. Doesn't, you know, there's no right way or wrong way. There's just different ways. Different ways and loads of different techniques and loads of different kinds of people doing it. And I think also just the huge benefit of being in the room with someone who's a, clearly a master at what they're doing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going, if you, if you get a chance to go to a seminar by someone who's world class, then go, because you'd be stupid not to. Like, mm. this is, even if it's not necessarily what you do, like if there was a seminar with a with a world class boxer that was over twenty one. I mean, I'm not a boxer, but I would damn sure go. Mm. Doesn't just because it's not necessarily what you do doesn't mean you can't learn from it. I think you'd learn a huge amount. I think being around people of that standard yeah. lifts you up. Yeah, it does, it yeah. It makes you want to lift your game. You see the way they hold themselves and the way that they do any of their moves, mm -hmm. even if they're not specifically your moves, there's going to be a lot of similarity Yeah. of what you do, and it makes you want to lift your game. Yeah, definitely. And that applies actually to most of life. If you want to get really good at something, go hang out with some really good people. Yeah, yeah. And if look you want to be standard. really good at something, you just need to immerse yourself in it and just... Just live it. It's just what you've got to do. So even if you can't train, the fact that you're still going to be reading, watching videos, you can still learn stuff. And all it's going to mean is, is when you're ready, you're going to be itching to get back and practice it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good. So keep you motivated. <laughs> yeah, well, there was um, there was a, a thread on Karate Nerds, I think, the other day with yeah. um, with someone who was injured. And that was actually a lot of the um, advice given was go back to class as soon as you can. Doesn't matter if you're not taking part. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Take a notebook, pay attention, keep yourself going. Yeah, that's a good idea. Don't stay away because it's really easy to then not go back. It is, yeah. Once you stay away for a while, it's hard to go back. Yeah. It takes a lot a lot of uh, willpower to get back there. But if you don't leave, then it's like you've never left. All right. Well, I might be back in a couple of weeks then. Good. <laughs> when That'd I can drive. Yeah, when you can drive, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't walk. Well, you can't walk anyway. So. <laughs> I can walk. I just can't turn around. Yeah, well, there you go. Self in one direction. Oh, it's above. It's ridiculous, isn't it? State to get into. Never mind. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about Techie Showdown because you, you really like that kata, don't you? Mm. You said you'd spun an awful lot of your spun a lot of your training off of it, based a lot of training on it. You thought about that as like the pivotal. For kata. me, it's, it's probably my, yeah, the, the one I would go back to. So, I was just wondering why. I just wanted to know more about that, really. I think, so, so for those that might not be Shotokan, Teki Shodan, Naihanshi Shodan, or Naihanshi if you're Wadaru, that's the cat we're talking about. The okay. first one, not all three, but the first one. Um, I just think it's just, it's nasty, it's it's simple, and it's just it's just really applicable to close range fighting, which is, if, if you get into a scrap 
self-defense-wise on the street, that's just what it's going to be. You're not going to be stood three feet apart with your hands up. You're going to be together, clinched up very, very quickly. So you need to know what to do when you get there. Mm. And I'm not saying in order to learn how to fight from a clinch, you need to learn techie showdown, because you don't. But for karate people, that's a great way of, of developing those skills of just working once you've got your hands on each other and you, you you maybe no longer at punching distance you're a little bit closer learning how to to stand correctly with a good base so you don't get thrown around learning how to control the head the neck how to land shots elbows headbutts knees that kind of thing mm. and it's, it's all simple stuff that doesn't take a lot of kind of thought you know it's stuff you can learn really really quickly and drill really really easily it fits with all the other kata as well because there are techniques you can use from other kata that then will lead you into that clinch that then you can start using the techniques from from that kata. I wouldn't say, you know, if someone walks through the door, wants to learn self-defence, the first thing they're going to learn is how to fight from a clinch because there's um, there's things you need to learn before that. But once you've got kind of your basic movement skills, how to throw shots, that kind of thing, then it comes into play. And it's, it's a good kata. I just love it. I just think it's really good. It does, and if, if you want to just practice the kata on your own, you, you don't need much space. I always find myself practicing techie showdown all the time. Like my girlfriend would be like, what are you doing? And I'm just practicing. Like even if it's just a small fraction of it. Mm. Just while I'm making a cup of tea, waiting for the kettle to boil, just like working through it. And even I don't realise I'm doing it half the time, but it just do. It's just a great kata. I love it. That's the one you come back to always. Yeah, all the time, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I'm the history just... of it I love because no one really knows what the history of it is. Really? So it's just like, I don't know, it's just got that mystique about it. What are the theories about where it's come from? I mean, I think it's, I think it's universally kind of accepted that it came from China at some point. No one really knows when it was introduced or kind of what it looked like before now. There's a theory that all three were originally one, that then Itosu broke them up into three to make it easier. I, I don't know if that holds much weight or not really mm-hmm. but you know then there's other versions of it online that claim to be really really old and look quite different and you just don't know it's just it, no one ever wrote this stuff down or if they did it was all destroyed in the war so you go by word word of mouth I guess and then you just make it work anyway yeah I mean it's like you say it's a really 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 damn good kata yeah it is, it is one of those kata though that doesn't change that much across styles which is, I don't know why, it's just interesting to me. It must be quite important because it doesn't change that much. Mm. There's small little kind of differences between styles, but the overall kind of form is the same. And, and when you start looking at the application, those changes are re- irrelevant anyway. They don't make that much difference to the technique. So I like Techie Showdown, Night Hands Showdown. Well, I'm learning it at the moment and I did like it. Yeah, well, that's how you, that's how you uh, scratched my eye. I was doing... Bunkai okay. for Techie Showdown, yeah. We were doing some clinch drills. Yep. Yeah, and Sue, another... de- Sue decided to try and gouge my eye out. That's what she tried to do. <laughs> I really didn't. I really, really didn't. Don't do that. Have that. Oh. That's what happened. I'll try and get yep. the camera footage to prove it. But no, no, that's not what happened. It was And it's so, so an bizarre because my nails aren't even... They're, they're certainly not long. No. But how that happened, that is the most bizarre, random yeah. accident that wasn't even the worst part, though. The worst part was having every single person I ran into for the next three or four days afterwards going, oh, what's happened to your eye? 
So that's fine. It looks worse than it is. So did you tell everyone it was like five guys with knives, like you said you were going to? Yeah, I said I got attacked when I was uh, walking to my car and I dropped these two guys and the third one ran off, but not before he slashed me with a knife in the eye. Right. Yeah, no, I didn't say that. I, I told that pretty much what, what happened was I got scratched in the eye by someone at karate. Someone some, at karate. Some massive guy. At some massive guy. No, I did say it was you. To, I did say it was you, to be fair. I did say it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've turned into a massive guy, have I? Yeah, no. no you okay. <laughs> I definitely didn't say it was a massive guy. But yeah, that was the fun part, having to explain that multiple times a day for about a week afterwards. Yeah, concerned people. Yeah, okay, what happened to your eye? Yeah. It's fine. It's all good now. <laughs> it is, it's all better now. And I must say, um, you did say, you wanted to talk about the Avengers movie. You did said the that? other week, yeah, you said you should. Do you want to? I mean, we can. I don't know what my opinion's worth on, on the Avengers. Other it doesn't than matter. You said you wanted to talk about it. Or you can save it until Joe comes in. You can talk to Joe. Oh, yeah, let's save it for Joe, because Joe's an Avengers fan. Even though everyone's probably seen it by now anyway. Yeah, well, you can stick the spoilers in there if you want. No, I won't. I'm not a spoiler. I can't do that to people. No? If you haven't seen it. No, just go and see Avengers Endgame. It's that good. Really? Yeah. Watch it. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm lost with myself now. Avengers is already out. I've seen that. Game of Thrones is finished. Cobra Kai season two. I've watched that. If you haven't watched Cobra Kai, go and watch it. Because that's worth watching. I started to watch it. Did you? And then, yeah, I um, found some free episodes. And I, oh, online, I yeah. Was, I was away from home, so I was, I was starting to watch it. And, um, and I thought, well, I had subscribed, but I just didn't have time to actually pay attention to it. So I thought, well, I'll just wait until I actually can. Yeah, so actually, your, that would be now. Get your free time. Get your free trial. Free trial and watch it all. Watch it all, yeah. Two seasons. I did enjoy it. It's really good. I have good. to say, what I've seen, I did enjoy it. it. And really it seems, good. it feels like it's very much, you know, it's in that spirit, isn't of it? Of the originals, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Like it's better it. than the Jackie Chan Karate Kid. No disrespect to Jackie Chan and, and Jaden Smith, but that wasn't great. No. Let's be honest, no. That should never have come out. Okay. I didn't like it. This is better. This is much better, yeah. Yeah, they've kept the spirit. They have. Yeah. They have. Yeah, it is. It's it's good fun. If you haven't seen it, you absolutely should and you should definitely um let us know what you think about it. So what have you got going on this week? What's training like for you? How are you doing with your jujitsu? You've done a little I, bit of jujitsu. Yeah, I have been trying to get there. I haven't been able to go as much as I wanted to, to be honest with you. I'm training um I trained this morning, did some circuits and some, some kickboxing and a little bit of stuff like that, which was good. I'll try and train tomorrow. I've been in the gym lifting weights, but you need a partner to do martial arts with, and I don't have a regular training partner at the moment. So No, no. I am, I am trying to get as much as I can in mm. bag work and stuff. I, could, yeah. I can always come and train with you. Even if I'm on crutches, I can sit on the floor and throw crutches at you, and you can. You, you could dodge them. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> if I get really, really desperate for training, I'll let you know, and we'll try that. But no, yeah, jujitsu. I haven't been going. I'd, I'd love to get into it because it is so much fun. But um, the times that the local kind of um, Gracie place is on just don't suit me as mm. as well as they should. So mm -hmm. um, I haven't been going as much as I wanted to. Well, we mentioned last week, last week, last time, I said um, which styles work best when mixed. 
you know, I remember saying that. Yeah, so, you did say that, yeah. You know, so I was thinking, you know, does it, is it just that simple, just kind of like if you're doing striking art that's mostly standing, go for a rolling art and a, and a floor it de- it depends, like that? depends what your goal is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee always said that boxing and wrestling, I think, were your two, if, if you want to be a good fighter, they're your good, good ones to learn, and I would probably agree. If you want to be a good puncher, go and learn to box, because they are the best punches in the world. And if you want to be a good grappler... You need to have some kind of wrestling base or maybe judo. Judo's really good, but you want to not rely too much on the gi, I guess, if you're looking to apply it outside of judo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is great for the groundwork. And it's and on top of that, it's just good fun. Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, there's there's gi or no gi and, and people kind of train for both depending on what you want to do. If you want to do competitions in the gi then learn the gi version if you don't then or if you want to do mma then learn no gi jiu-jitsu it all fits together depending on on what your end goal is um i think if you just want to be more complete if you want to you know if you want to become more complete and do something with a little bit more variety because that does appeal to me i have Mm. to say the idea of learning something so that you can then go to the ground and do something completely different when you get there yeah, that does appeal to me. I have to say. Yeah, as long as like like I've said before, going to the ground in self defence isn't a great idea. But if you end up there, you need a little bit of knowledge. Not necessarily. You don't necessarily. If you get to the ground, go. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to try and do a rolling knee bar or something on you. It's a bit pointless. But to have the knowledge that you can stand up at any point and disengage whenever you want to is really important. And you won't get that unless mm. you do it. Yeah. That's one of those things that everyone says about self defence: run away. If you've not trained yourself to do that, you're not going to do it. Mm. Same as when you get to the ground, to say, oh, just stand up. It's not that easy. No, no, yeah, it's I'll... not that easy. But I wasn't thinking just from self-defence. No, 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 I was no, thinking no, yeah, just yeah. from the enjoyment oh, of it. Oh, just from the enjoyment. It's great fun, yeah. And when you get caught in something that you have no idea how it happened, you're sort of lying there going, what the hell happened there? That was unbelievable. But yeah, no, I, w- I wish I had the, the kind of time to really, really get into it. But mm. one day I will, for sure. You know, you've got a lifetime. And that's the nice thing about it, isn't it? Is any of this is you actually can take yeah. as long oh, as you yeah, want yeah. to. You don't need to learn it in two weeks. You've got you know, a lifetime to learn. So, yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say is, is is don't start all these things at once because your head will just explode with stuff to remember. Get get a good base in something, then go and get something else and just gradually add it in. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be too much for you. Mm. Yeah, no, you, I don't think you can do all of it at the same time. You know, I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to think, that might be interesting. Mm. You know, do something as well. Yeah, I mean, I love the boxing as well. Just any kind of boxing and kickboxing. I mean, Jeff was always big into kickboxing, so our, our club was always called Shotokan Karate and kickboxing. There was always a big influence on the kickboxing part because he wasn't a big fan of kind of traditional karate sparring mm. with your hands held at your waist and stuff like that. He was big into the kickboxing, so we've always done that kind of training and and it does make a difference if you see someone who's never done that kind of training before but's done loads of traditional karate versus someone who's only done kickboxing or something you know who's going to win that comes down to not necessarily technique but training methods i would say mm. so yeah any any kind of training like that just get involved with because it's it will help your karate at the end of the day yeah yeah i think so I think it's good to mix it up as well. It's good to think there are lots of ways to do this. Yeah. You know, you don't always have to be strict. 
and stick to the one thing, mm. the one method. It's also about learning how to do techniques correctly. Like I've always said before, like, like I, I know how... I'm not a novice at kind of throws and takedowns, that kind of thing, but I'm not an expert at it because it's not your primary focus of karate. So it's not something you spend a whole tons of time on. So if I wanted to get really good at it, then I would go and learn judo or something like that. And that's good because you want to make sure you do things correctly. So it kind of going off and learning other things will help your your original art and, and it will help that improve. And like you said, when you bring it back to class, that can be helpful. Yeah. Because you're doing it right. You can yeah. show other people. And you can you can say if someone's not doing it right, you have the knowledge to say you're not doing that right. Yeah, absolutely you do. Yeah. Yeah, you have the ability. You have the knowledge. You have the knowledge. You have the knowledge. Knowledge is power. (laughs) (laughs) Knowledge is always power. It's what you do with that knowledge, though. Mm -hmm. That's always the thing. Okay. If you wanted to improve your standard, like exponentially improve your standard over a month, say, and you couldn't go to class anymore, you didn't have access to anything else, you just wanted to completely up your game on everything, what would you do? What would you practice particularly? What would you focus on particularly? Or just everything and just up the practice. What would you do? I'm going to say the same thing I always say first is depends what you want to up your game on. Okay, you want to just, if you were going from where I am, Mm -hmm. not sitting here injured, but where I was a week ago. Right. And I just want to get like just better, sharper, quicker at everything. You know, improve all of your kata, you know, technique, sharper, fitter, all of it. I would say don't do all of it in one go because you won't do it. You need to pick something to work on, which I do all the time. Sometimes I go, okay, I really want to work on this cutter, so I'll spend time just going over that cutter. So break things up and, and, and have smaller goals. Don't say I want to improve everything because you'll end up you'll just end up putting yourself down because you, it's just not really possible to do all that in a short space of time. <clears throat> you want to break it up. So for you, oh, I want to improve my speed or power then do drills that's going to improve your speed and power get on the bag get on the mitts that kind of thing and and just work on that specifically and that will then translate to things in kata as well you know the quicker your hand speed is that's going to translate to kata that'll translate to your sparring it translates to everything but i wouldn't say practice everything it's, it's just going to be too much for you to do and you'll get disheartened when you can't do it you, you can improve everything. You just need to just do it over a larger space of time. So you'd pick one thing. One thing, improve it, and then pick another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing. Okay. Yeah. And what if you haven't got bags and stuff like that? Because I know that people have makiwaras and what have you, but, you know, what would you do if you haven't got a bag and you wanted to improve punching? Is there just, that means presumably there's no other substitute than having a punching bag. No, I mean, you, you need to be able to, you need to be hitting things, obviously. That's something that a lot of traditional karate people don't do, but you need to be land, landing on things. Um, but if you can't, then you've still, that's the good thing about karate, is you've got your line basics you can practice, you can do different drills without partners. So just, just those kind of drills, just your kata. Just pick a combination. If, if you're working on sparring technique, but you haven't got a partner or a bag, just pick that technique in your head and just imagine you've got a partner and work it mm-hmm. through. Shadow boxing. Shadow boxing, yeah. I have to say that was one thing that I saw in the guys from Fight Perfect that I'd never seen. I, you've probably seen this loads of times. I'm sure everyone else has heard it, seen it. <laughs> but um, a washing line strung down the room. Oh yeah. And yeah, just yeah. Um, duck underneath duck, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck underneath it, punch. Yeah. Duck underneath it, punch. I like that. Yeah, I really there's, like. There's that. drills you can do without a partner, but 
at some point you need a partner. Oh no, of course. Yeah, but yeah, if you if you have a period of time where you don't, there's there's plenty of things you can do. That's why cat is so good, because. I mean, you have to obviously understand what you're doing. But, but you I'll, can take a little section of it and yeah. go, I'm just going to work on that until my hands are absolutely yeah, exactly. flying. Yeah, there's a lot you can do. I mean, not you right now because of your knee, but when it's healed. <laughs> I'm just making you feel bad. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago I was thinking to myself, I just really, I suppose everyone feels it at a certain point and we've talked about the the fact that when you go up to brown belt things start to get harder so i think i was probably being hit by a big old wave of not good enough can't do it oh you definitely can do it of course yeah yeah, of course you're good enough to do it well i know i wouldn't be going forward the you know i have no idea if i'm going to do you know my next grading or not for all sorts of reasons whether i'd even be picked even if i had hadn't hurt my knee i don't know but um yeah, I just had sort of thought, you know, I really want to get better you know, at something. I just wanted to just, I felt like I wasn't going fast enough, improving enough. No, you you are. You definitely are. I think any type of, uh, not any type of training, because there's plenty of things I would consider a waste of time training, but that may, may be a conversation for another podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just... I, I always find like bag work, pad work, when you do something multiple times over the course of a week, it doesn't take long for you mm. to improve at it. What I was finding is that um, I, w- I was watching some people when they were doing their grading and, they, and then we all had to be called upon to come up with all their original kata. So I suddenly realised that I just, I'd forgotten a couple of mine. Definitely. Um, I, guys were going up for their brown and brown and brown and white belts. We're going to have to do all of their any of their kata not just the one that they were using for their oh, yeah, oh yeah yeah of course yeah and i realized then that i didn't know all of my kata so when i was on holiday I'm recently sure not like that not straight off so i made an absolute point of relearning them yeah, and doing all of that, them that was every one, day that was one thing that that jeff would drill into everyone is never once you've learned it you never forget it yeah and, and what i found is i did know it but i it wasn't on the surface of my mind so for a week twice a day even if all I could do was in a little space because I didn't have a great deal of space just just marked it out so that I did every single one of them every single day mm-hmm. that was brilliant yeah I felt so good after that it was like it was all on the surface I was like getting it all back together again muscle memory was working it was great just doing that on a regular basis yeah I mean it does sometimes it does get confusing the amount of kata you know but I think sometimes you I've said this before you don't need that many so when you start to get up there in numbers, sometimes you're learning just for the sake of learning them. Mm. But there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy, le- I love learning new kata. I've, I, I've learned plenty that I've never done again, just because I just wanted to learn them and try them out. Maybe I'll do them once or twice, and mm. and that's it. The ones I always say you need to have a good grasp on are the five hands and teki shodan, or the five pinans and naihanchi. They're for me your big ones. They're the most important. Yeah, but I think that just comes from what the way I was brought up through the, the grading ranks. Like the five hands were you, you did those. The first any downgrade you did under my instructor under Jeff, the first thing you did was do five hands straight off, just one after the other, full speed, just go. He said because if you don't remember those when you're going for any kind of downgrade, then you shouldn't be doing like they're your basics. You need those. 
So that was, yeah, we always did that. It was, you're not going to do one or two, you're going to do all five, back to back, go. And then, and then you started your grading after that, then you got into your other things. So if you, if you mess those up, then you're off to a bad start yeah. on your grading. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how important he used to put put those. It's all the higher ones, lovely as they are, less important. For than... me, for, for some people maybe. Yeah. Again, it depends what your, you know, what your end result, what your end goal is. If you want to get really good at competition kata, but even then you, you'll probably pick up one high grade kata or two or three and you'll practice those to a really high level. Like for me, you know, I name a kata out of the show at Cancillibus and I'll show it to you, but there's there's some that I might not be able to do as well as other ones because I haven't spent as much time on them. doesn't mean I don't, I don't remember them. What you don't want, though, is your karate become a memory game where it's just a case of remembering techniques because that's not really what karate is about you know there's a small handful of things that just happen and that those are the ones that are important anything else is just extra stuff that is absolutely true there's a there's a point at which you you are just remembering stuff for the sake of remembering yeah. stuff but no i was just trying to catch up i suppose just get my memory back up on some things because i mean obviously we're required to know them so i think to be honest for me there'll probably come a time where you don't necessarily need your solo cutter anymore like they're great as a learning tool and they're great as a teaching tool, but in terms of individual practice, once you reach a certain level, you might not need them. They, they, they don't become as important as they were when you were coming up. So once you know what's in them and you can practice that and you kind of have your own way of doing things, then they become less important, I think. Yeah. It's still great to practice and you never want to forget them, but I, I don't practice kata as much as I used to, that's for sure. I still I still practice it. Like I was saying, I do techie when I'm making a cup of tea, but it doesn't mean that I don't, I don't practice them to the same level as I always practice other things because I think there's there's more efficient ways of your training time. If you've only got a certain amount of time to train, then you want to make sure you're doing something that's going to benefit your your end goal, whatever that might be. So getting in the gym and getting on the bag often. Yeah, well, if, if, that's, if that's what your goal is, yeah. Anything with a partner is better than on your own, I would say. But obviously if you have to train on your own, then you can. We've said ways you can do it but if you have a choice then always train with a partner yeah well i suppose there's some things i mean there's always fitness yeah you know i mean especially for me you know i've always got something to work on whether it's you know strengthening my back or whatever yeah there's always plenty of stuff like that that's good for anyone isn't it yeah definitely get stronger oh yeah you're stronger. or more flexible that's one thing i know i lift weights a lot and I'm, I'm not big by any means at all but i'm quite because i'm quite small i'm quite strong for my size and you do notice the difference when you start, especially when you start grappling with people. Mm. You can feel it. Like I was grappling this morning and, and immediately I thought, oh God, I'm going to get killed here. <laughs> but it was, I was right because I've got a decent amount of strength that comes from from lifting weights. And a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't lift weights. But if you do martial arts, it slows you down. And, you know, that's not true for a start. I would imagine it depends how you lift the weights. If you're just looking yeah, for does. bulk, then it probably would slow you down. Maybe, but, you know. If you're big and strong, you're going to be effective. Like, it doesn't mean you're going to be slow. That kind of training, even though it's not directly kind of martial arts training, it does translate. No, it does. It does translate. I don't. I don't tend to do weightlifting. Have to say, I haven't tried that in a long time. I love weightlifting. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I love. I love it. Yeah. I haven't been as as into it as I used to be, but I'm getting back into it now. I definitely lost a lot of strength. You do lose it quick. Mm. But so it will come back. It won't take long. 
Mm. But I just get stronger or weaker depending on what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, but strength is definitely a good one for martial arts. Strength is, yeah. Strength is, I find the, the one of the most awesome exercises for me is a complete exercise. It, you know, it's not about fitness or anything like that. But I have to say for flexibility, which is really good for me, is yoga. Yeah, you like, said that before. I like doing that because it's just really good. Because it's slow. Yeah. And if you do one thing for half an hour and do it real slow, you will find yourself like easing out hip flexors and your, you know, your legs, your back, all of it will all stretch out so much more because mm. you do it at such a slow level. Yeah, that's something I need to get into yoga because I'm not mm. the most flexible person in the world mm. at all. I find it, I find it useful for that. I mean, I enjoy it anyway. I find it a nice chill out kind of exercise mm. to do, especially in the evening. You, know, you can stick the telly on, put a video on as well, and do it and do that, and it's, it's extremely relaxing. But or you can do it and really work. You know, you can do because quite a lot of them will have you do a plank. Yeah. Followed by a side plank. Yeah. Followed by a side plank. Followed by a plank and stay there for really yeah. quite a long time. It's not for me. <laughs> no, I do. Want, I do want to try and get into some yoga because I do need to improve my flexibility. That's one thing I need to work on is my flexibility, which I don't know. To be fair, I don't know if a lot of that has come from the the heavy squatting I've done in the past, weightlifting. Maybe I don't know. It might have done because it doesn't lend itself to being flexible, does it? That kind of exercise. It's a different um, kind of thing. It's a different kind of flexibility, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's mostly on strength. It's not about long, lean muscles, is it? It's it's about building muscle. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be flexible to squat deeply and then power back out, but I guess it's just a different kind of flexibility, I guess. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I mean, muscle oh, yeah. training, strength weight training, training, and flexibility training. What else mm -hmm. would you stick in there, exercise-wise, to make yourself a better martial artist? So what we said? We've said strength. Mm-hmm. Flexibility. Yeah. Those are the main two. Supplementary. Strength is the big one, though. I mean, I mean, well, I'll say it's the big one if you're going to be regularly training with a partner and kind of sparring and doing different drills. If you're going to be training on your own all the time, up and down the line, then you don't really need to worry about strength because you, you just don't need it. Mm. That's more kind of flexibility, I guess. But if you're with a partner, strength is a big one. It is a big one. I've noticed when I'm doing grappling... I'm exhausted yeah. really, really fast. And the more I do it, the stronger I get mm -hmm. really fast. Yeah. And until all of a sudden, like when I was doing it with Brad one morning, he was like, crikey, you're strong. <laughs> you have, your, your your strength has improved. Yeah. During grappling, yeah. But that's, sure. that's uh, just doing a lot of a lot of grappling yeah. and things like that because I don't do any other particularly strength no. training. So doing that has um, increased my strength amazingly. And yeah, God, it makes a difference. Mm. If you're going to grapple with somebody, you do need to be strong. It's all very well being light or being quick. But yeah. if you cannot move someone's arm when they've got their arm around your neck, yeah, you know, not in a proper chokehold or anything, but, you know, you're in a grapple with someone and you can't move their mm. arm even an inch to get underneath it. Grip strength is another one. It's really, I mean, my grip strength's not great. I mean, it's all right. It's fine. It's not brilliant, but... You know, if you've got someone who's got a really strong grip and they grab hold of your arm, then you're not getting that grip off. No. So that's a good skill to have. And it just helps with things like if you are going to put a choke on someone, having the ability to squeeze really, really tight. Mm. Like, because I mean, a lot of people think of, of strangles and chokes, like, oh, you put them in this position and then in, in four or five seconds they'll be asleep. Well, not really, no. No, you've got to put a You lot need to more put it tight it. and you need to put it, you squeeze hard. Yeah. So if you haven't got the ability to do that, then... Mm. It's not going to be as effective it could, as yeah. it could be. Yeah, I was really surprised about that because I'm afraid of doing them, mm. aren't I? Like, yeah. I? I don't like 
putting them on people. I love and, it. And you stood there and stood there while I'm like squeezing and squeezing and squeezing tighter and tighter. You're like, come on. Yeah. Put more effort into it. Come it on. Like I, I was talking to Brad when we were training last week and he was on about escaping um, the rear naked choke yeah. from behind. And I said, well, if it's on, you're not getting out. I said, yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> so I put it on. I said, you ready? He said, yeah. I said, so I just, there's nothing you could do. Straight away tap because it's so tight. And if you haven't got the ability to do that, then it's not going to be that yeah. effective. No, I think you've got to know it's coming and then move yeah. like hell to get it out. To get it's out of it. It's not a nice position to be it in. It is not a nice position to be in. It is nasty. Yeah. Don't get into a choke or a strangle. Not a proper one. No, you'll never get out. Never. Until you wake up. If they let you, they might, they might not even let you wake up. You never know. Yeah, there's a happy thought. Mm. Yeah. That's why you don't get into them. No. No, especially, no, no, definitely. Don't get into those. Okay, well, that's been great. We've talked about all things fitness and injury. So thanks very much, Greg. I feel like we've had a good ramble. We've today. had a good ramble. We've we've hit a lot of spots there we know about we've fitness. We've jumped all over the place. We've jumped all over the place. Yeah. Had a good old conversation. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's great. And uh, see you all next time. If you do want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with me at Brooks underscore one or catch us on Facebook. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Goodbye.